One of the things that we've keep, been keeping an eye on with this team is its health, right? Some of the big problems that we've seen this year is just having a fully healthy team. Uh, there's Namish Keta was out for extended periods of time. We've seen guys play, but they don't look like they're healthy. They don't look like they're 100%. They're out there trying to make things happen. But um, that's a tricky thing to recover from injuries in the middle of a season. Yeah. Well, I mean, especially for guys like Namish Keta, who is who's trying to get back into it, uh, and, and Justin Bean, who had the high ankle sprain against UNLV, he looks like he's finally completely back. That put-back dunk that he almost had nearly set that place oh. just on fire. Yes. Uh, but now joining us here on the Full Court Press, who can give us you know better info. And he's, just, he's a really good guy overall, and he's fun to talk with. We've, we actually had a lengthy conversation before we... Uh, before we had him on air, but uh, Carl Smith, he's the USU men's basketball trainer here. He joins us on the Full Court Press. Carl, thanks, man. Good to be here. Good to be here this afternoon. Hey, okay, so first question I'm going to ask you, uh, Namish, late in the second half, comes off the court, and he goes to the locker room, like 30 seconds later, whatever, and I think if I remember right, Coach said last night that he was actually going to go grab him, and he didn't see him at the end of the bench, and he was in the locker room. What happened there? Oh, he just came to the end of the bench when he was substituted out, and he grabbed my hand and said, let's go. Walked up the tunnel with him. He was just exha- exhausted at that point. You know, he hadn't eaten really enough before pregame. Just felt like he had, his energy just wasn't there. So we just got a, got him some snacks and just took care of him, let him get some rest, catch his breath. You know, he's obviously, with his situation this year, he's not obviously at 100% game fit or game ready as far as his fitness level. Um, and that's something we have to build on every single day. And we continue with our conditioning and kind of what we do every single day. But he's not there yet. And it takes, I mean, it's almost, I would, I would venture to say with most, most guys, it's probably a six-week process. Wow. And so he's just not there. So he was, just, he was just exhausted. You know, he had been playing hard. And I think everyone that was there and watched on TV really saw how much better he was moving. And obviously that takes more energy, you know, than, he, than even when he's not moving well. Um, so as much as he was moving laterally and trying to, to stick with the offense that Air Force runs, it just it wore him out, and so he just he needed a little bit of a little bit of a help help to get through the rest of the. What game. kind of snacks do you get a guy who's in the middle of a game? I mean, gummy uh, bears, <laughs> we got some like almonds, snacks, like beef jerky. What, what, what do you got to eat? Our strength coach is a professional at that. We uh, we're fully loaded with snacks all the time. Anything <laughs> from granola bars to protein bars to um, fruit snacks to rice krispie treats, just anything quick that would react react quick in your system and get you back out there is kind of. Kind of what we do. So uh, with Namiya Shketa, and I know sometimes with injuries and privacy laws, you can't always get into a lot of things. And I'm not going to try to get too specific on a lot of this. But with when we see a player get injured like he did in the off season, and the time that it takes to recover and just get healthy, and then he has another little injury, obviously not on the same leg, but still it can cause the guy mentally to be a little more cautious. But physically, having that time off, are we seeing Namiyash Keta now as if he was just a couple of weeks into a regular season? Yeah, that's what I would definitely compare it to. You know, he didn't get the the August, the September, the October that everyone else did. Um, obviously, during that time, we were focused on just rehab, and I mean, we were, at times we were focused on how to walk correctly and and just getting back mobile period. Um, and so he just didn't have those daily individual workouts, those daily, those weekly team workouts in the early season. And so he's not to say he's behind, but he's behind. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so, and he's catching up and obviously he's doing a great job. And 
we and, and you're in the middle of season, so you you have to do extra work. But when when is too much extra work too much? Um, and so it's it's a fine gray area battle every single day to to make him as prepared to enter a game, but also be healthy to do it. Um, so it's something we we constantly on our minds. Do I, well, and I was just as a follow up to that. I mean, how? So we, uh, we're talking about the, the the physical aspect of it, but also there's a mental aspect of it too. Being in that right mental space, like okay, I, I understand what my body can and can't do at this moment, mm-hmm. and I have to be okay with that. Yep. How hard is that for you to manage that when you're dealing with these athletes who are just like, hey, I want to get back out there, I want to go, or physically they may be able to go, but they're a little more reluctant. And you have the opposite effect going on with them too. As you, as everyone has paid close attention to Aggie basketball, when he came back before his re-injury against Florida, um, or not re-injury, but new injury, um, you could see there was there was block attempts that he just didn't go for that he would have went for every time last year, um, and that's what you saw last night. Is when you can see a kid overcome that mental block of can I do it or can't I do it. And to see him overcome that slowly and progressive throughout the throughout the last few games and seeing what he was doing last night. And sometimes, you know, can I make that lateral movement? Can I cut that guy off? Can I get to cover this space? And I don't think – and you see hesitation on kids' faces. Um, but you didn't see any of that last night. Um, and so you can kind of tell, and that's why a lot of times when you come back from an injury, it's going to take a, a week of you full go in practice and us kind of seeing where you are kind of – upstairs and kind of can't do you believe that you can get what we need to get done because we heard some things just this week there's a lot of talk about zion williamson and his he's going to make his debut tonight tonight. Right? and there's been a lot of talk recently about how he was just really down he's really yeah. frustrated that he can't make the same movements that he likes to or wants to and it, it was really hard for him it's, to be patient with that recovery it's it's tough on these guys because Nimi walks around town. He's in cash value. He's the basketball player. Um, and you get injured, and you have that taken away where at some point you can't walk, you know, and there's for an extended part of time. And you can't – you're taking that identity away from, the, from an athlete. You know, that's what they do. They practice every single day. And so they do go through where it's just, it's just tough times, you know. Like they can't do what they love to do. It's just like any of us. You take our favorite hobby or what we love to do away from us, life's not as enjoyable. Um, but it's, it's during those times where you have to realize what you're working for every single day and where that leads, and that leads back to you being the person you want to be. I know you got to be really careful how you answer this, but flashing back to the summer when he injured his knee in Portugal, what was the process like for you guys to get him back and just to get the information, the correct information on what was going on with his with his body or his knee really really for me obviously there was a little bit of communication but really for me it was let's just get him back and get our stuff done here did Um, portugal at all communicate with you guys what was going on not with me directly no so um but it was just let's let's get him back and let's let's figure out what's going on and figure out a plan as soon as we can it was kind of my process with Mm it so uh the we're spending a lot of time on on Keta, but uh, there's other players that have had little things that have happened here or there during the regular season. What's that like in the when a player gets injured in the middle of a season and they are injured, but they're still they can still 
get on the court to some degree. How does that work with what the coach is saying? I need him on the court. I need him for 20 minutes or 30 minutes or whatever. And you're trying to manage what the coach needs on the court with what the player needs to get healthy. First off, and this is why I love my job here at Utah State so much, is we really do put the kids first and their future. Um, And that's where it really comes down to if they are banged up and they have these issues, can they get out and play? And are they going to injure themselves farther down the line? Because if they're not going to injure themselves farther down the line, then let's let them play and be the best that they can. But when it becomes more of a a black and white situation is, are they really putting a more severe injury at risk if they're playing? And that's when we hold them back more more than what we do when they've already had an injury, but it's not going to progress into something worse. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what we kind of do, kind of based on, first off, can you perform what you need to be able to do and at the level we need you to do it? Um, and are you confident? Because a lot of it comes down to their confidence and their mindset. You know, there's obviously there's tougher people than others, just like in any walk of life. And can you can you get through it? And can you be where you need to be defensively? Can you be do what you need to do offensively? Um, and so it's really, I would say there's a little gray area, but there's probably really not. Um, it's you know, are you going to hurt yourself more? Are we putting you at risk because if we're putting you at risk, which obviously there's a natural risk with basketball or any sport, but are we putting you at an inherent risk by putting you out there? Because if we're not, if you, if we are, we're not gonna, we're not gonna do that. Sam Merrill looks like he goes like he's been through two wars after one basketball game <laughs> when he comes off the floor after a game. It's amazing. Are you surprised or are you amazed that he's able to just come back the next night and play another basketball game, taking the just the physical beating that he takes for 40 straight minutes on the court? That's that's who he is. He's he's amazed me since I've been there because you guys see it thirty two, hopefully thirty six times a year. Um, I see it every single day. Uh, and I told him last night, you know, he hit that layup and he stayed up on his feet. And I told him, Sam, he, we came to the media time. I said, Sam, just to let you know, you're one for one on layups when you when you land on your feet. But <laughs> just in case you wanted to know, uh, but but you know, like he's that's who he is. Sam's a warrior, um, and he's not really gonna. Let anything stop him from playing basketball. What would it, I mean, have you ever thought to tell him, like, look, this, I mean, I guess he set out, uh, what was the St. Catherine game. Mm-hmm. Um, I can only imagine what that conversation is between like him and Craig Smith. But do you ever go to Coach Smith and say, look, just for his body's sake, he could use that rest? I, I mean, against, do you give coach suggestions just based on that uh, for his body's sake, or is that just something you should stay out of? Uh, me, me and Coach talk. Multiple times a day, and during certain times of the season, it's a lot. <laughs> um, but we at least talk once a day on off days, and probably days that we're doing stuff. We talk multiple, multiple times, and it's you know with Sam's situation is you know is with me coming in last year. I, as far as injury wise, I'm playing through it, and his rest, like like kids all American. What can I tell? You know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah, like let's let, <laughs> I'm gonna let him do what he's. What he, what he does because obviously it works at this point. We all know that. Um, but yeah, me and coach, like we obviously, we track these guys with surveys and different things just kind of to see where they are at at that point of the season um, and kind of do what's best for them, you know, and do what's, you know, because it's a long season. You know, there's not really another collegiate season like basketball that is, that is so long and so grueling and so much travel. Um, 
And so it's just, it's a fine line, but you have to, I wouldn't say load management, uh, like the NBA, I like to stay away from that, but you have to be <laughs> smart. You have to, because I'm going to be honest, there's probably not a Division One player that's played any minutes this year that are lengthy minutes at 100% right now. This is not. You're not going to play that kind of a contact sport and play that much and be 100%. So we're, everybody's battling something. Um, and you got to be smart with that, that rest and that recovery because it's, it's a long season. We still, well, we have two more months. I don't, you know, at this point of the season, I'm lost. You know, I don't even know what day it is. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, we still have a long time to go. So. Uh, we're, uh, are you f- solely focused on the Utah State men's basketball team, or do you have other duties and other teams that I you help just out? Just as on? much as I can. With <clears throat> the new NCAA rules, I was thinking as far as basketball athletes off of campus, that's really about four to five weeks a year. Uh, so there's really not a ton of time. But during, the, during some of the fall camp of football, if I have some available time, I can go out there. Um, and then obviously being in the training room where every sport comes in and obviously people travel and those kind of things, just try to help out as, as much as I can. Obviously basketball takes 99% of my time with the schedule that we do keep, but I just try to try to help as much as I can when those rare moments when I'm free. What do you think about this USU? Well, let's get the, uh, I guess the, what the analyst side of you of this USU basketball team. Um, two tough losses. I mean, UNLV and Air Force, and they lost the Boise State game. We all know that. Uh, where do you see this team right now? In just from your point of view, um, I see it in not a not a terribly different place than we were last year, um, and we just have to keep climbing the ladder every every single day. Um, keep on getting better. You know, we've. We've had our highs, and obviously we've had our lows this season. Um, but if we stay even keel with this group, there's not a there's not another group of basketball players in the country that I'd rather be around every single day. And I mean, that's just the honest truth. Um, just great kids, but it's just like anything. We all go through our ups and downs, and we can't expect 18 to 24 year old kids to be any different. Um, we just can't. You know, they're they're young. They have school. They have real life situations. Um, they go on every single day, and they go through highs and lows just like the rest of us. And sometimes some nights are more difficult than others. Um, but you just have to keep battling um, and, and keep fighting, and that's what we're doing. And our guys' attitudes and everything, they're unbelievable. They just, they just they understand the goal's still out there, you know. Like, yeah, we had a tough one at Boise, and we had a tough one on New Year's Eve. But the goal's still out there, you know. We can still do everything that we're trying to accomplish. Give us your best behind-the-scenes story. I mean, funny. I, I mean, best trash talk. <laughs> That's appropriate for radio, of course. <laughs> <laughs> um, Behind-the-scenes story. We just have so – what I love about this team is we have some absolute characters on this team um, and that are just – they're unbelievable kids. Um, and they're not kids. They're young men and adults, really. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't even know why I say kids. And, you know – these, these guys are, I guess, I'm trying to think about my best behind-the-scenes story. There's so many stories. Um, <laughs> we'll put you on the spot with that. Yeah, let, I let, did. Let me, actually, last year, we're, we're going to go back to last year. Um, okay. You know, we, we went down to Provo last year, and everyone remembers it wasn't very beautiful. It wasn't one of the great nights of USU basketball. Um, but after the game, uh, we're, in, uh, we're in the locker room, and guys are showering and changing and stuff and i hear a noise come their locker room set up a little different than most locker rooms kind of where the bathroom separated 
And I was going in there, and I heard someone kind of singing. And I was like, what in the world is going on? We had just, you know, got, most people would say we got embarrassed by BYU. Um, and I walked back, there's Diogo, and he's singing. I said, Diogo, what is going on? He's like, we're going to be all right. You know, we're going to be all right. And I just, and that, that just shows you the maturity of some of our guys on the team to go in, into that building and have what happened happen, you know, and that's, that's, that was last year's team, and I think that's going to be this year's team. Um, and it's just, let's move on. You know, Craig always teaches the, the NBA, the next best action. You know, like, let's just move on. We're going to be all right. We're going to learn from this, you know. And it's, you know, I'll go back to one of my favorite coaches. Um, Dabo Sweeney always says, and I'm, fr- I'm from that part of the world, so I'm a, I grew up a huge Clemson fan, so I do, I, I do put a little bit of value in what Dabo says. But he said the, the, the fun is in the process, not the moment. And he's talking about winning championships and everything. And he's talking about the process, and he's talking about the memories of the hard times throughout a season that lead to great moments. And the fun is not really in the moment, but it's in that entire process. And that's what our guys really understand. They understand how long the season is, and they understand it's going to be ups and downs. Every night's not going to be beautiful. But the fun is actually in that process. So you alluded to it. I was going to ask you, like, where, what, is your, what was your journey before you got into Logan to help out with Utah State? Because um, I think it's always fascinating <laughs> – to find out where, specifically for like assistants and and trainers, you guys go all over the place yep. to kind of build your your resume and your experience before you go on to the next next place. I uh, I grew up an Air Force brat, um, kind of moved a little bit everywhere. I was actually born in Belgium, uh, moved wow. to Oklahoma, Alaska, Turkey, uh, moved a little bit everywhere with my dad being in the Air Force. But his last place was in Arkansas. It was a Little Rock Air Force base. Um, so I graduated high school in Arkansas, in Cabot, Arkansas. And then I went on my two-year mission. Um, I went to the California Ventura mission for two years. Returned home, and I actually went to the University of Central Arkansas for undergrad. Um, do you guys know the University of Central Arkansas basketball connection? So, uh, to here or to the NBA between you? NBA. Scotty Pippen, right? Correct. Oh, so I went to the, okay. home of, the home of Scotty Pippen. Okay. Um, and my fa- I met my wife there, um, Angela. Uh, met her there. Her father actually did play-by-play for their basketball team for over 30 years. Um, actually, wow. when Scotty was there and rode the bus, he was a he was he was a soaking wet six six one thirty five when he was a freshman and, <laughs> and got there. Um, and then obviously we know what he did from there. Um, but <clears throat> went to the University of Central Arkansas with their athletic training program, and then I took a grad assistant's job at um, Oklahoma State University. And my first year, I was actually with softball. I worked with softball there, uh, had an unbelievable experience with Coach Ligman, who's now at Kansas, um, with their softball program, um, but unbelievable first year out of, out of undergrad. And then the guy with basketball, obviously basketball has been my passion. If you would ask me when I was 18, 14, 12, I would have said I want to be medical with high-level basketball. That's, that's, it's been pretty clear, a clear little point where I want to be. Um, and so our basketball guy, Jason Miller, actually got a job with the Denver Nuggets. And so that summer, I kind of just took over as interim, as they did a, a bunch of hire, a bunch of interviews and those kind of things. And I was with uh, Coach Travis Ford, who's now at St. Louis. And they brought in four or five people I can't even remember. He just ne- None of them hit it off there with Coach and with the staff. And I eventually just asked Coach Ford, I said, why can't I do it for a year? Um, and he thought about it. He said, I don't know why you couldn't. 
And so I worked as a GA in Big 12 basketball, uh, <laughs> which was a little wild. Uh, and that, with that schedule and that, that kind of the world that we lived in, um, had a couple NBA guys on that team, had an unbelievable year, made the tournament. Um, but then I decided to step away from it at the point, kind of figure out what life, where exactly we wanted to be. I took a, a year stand at the University of Texas, Dallas, which is a Division three school there in Dallas, um, in Plano. And then decided I missed the Division One life. So jumped back into Division One basketball <laughs> in the athletic training side at Stanford University mm. um, in Birmingham, Alabama, small private, private school. Um, from there, which coached by Scott Pageant a couple times, uh, won the champion, NCAA championship Kentucky, and also right? drafted by the Jazz. Yep, yeah. Uh, and uh, he, was, he was the coach there. And then two summers ago, Threw my name in the hat for Utah State and ended up here. That's awesome. So I got to ask you, you uh, we only got about a minute left, but I got to ask you, being a Scottie Pippen fan, Bulls? Is that your no. team? No. I'm a Memphis Grizzly fan. Really? John Morant. Let's go. Okay. <laughs> Grit and grind, Grizz season, all that. How sad are you that that team kind of got, I guess, depleted, if you will? And it was a great reset. run. Reset, yeah. yeah. It was a great Absolutely. run. I think, we have, I think they have a great future. Do you like Mike Conley? I love Mike Conley. Good fit in Utah, you think? Oh, yeah. I, th- I think he'll do well. I, th- I think he's a, he's a great basketball player, a greater person. Well, Carl, this has been awesome. Thank you so much for your time. I greatly appreciate you. You, are a, you have the best-looking suits on the court. Last <laughs> night, that, that checkered suit or whatever, the stripes, <laughs> wiping the court down, highlight of the night. So, I try. <laughs> Carl, thanks for your time. I appreciate you All a lot. Right. Yeah, yeah you thanks for coming in. It's fun to hear the stories and the experience and uh, just the, the people that – Make things happen behind the scenes. Craig Smith gets a lot of attention and deservedly so, but there's a lot of other people that. Chip well, and he in and gave make them happen. credit too for their great work <laughs> so far this year, rightfully so. <laughs> yes, well, awesome. No. Thanks for coming down. Uh, no problem.